We're here today on our Feedworthy podcast yes. to talk about the art of jamming. Yeah. Which is really cool. It's a great um, method we have developed at Rebuild. Now, the interesting thing is why did we do it? And Steve and I were talking about this a little bit before our session. So really, what are the things you're hearing in regards to why are people really liking the jamming playbook? Yeah, it's really when you're talking to people about sessions they're attending at workshop conferences, what are they getting out of it, right? They'll come back and they'll say, I, you know, I'm not sure, I don't have something to take away and do so much right. as I'm just sitting through something. It's the same old, you know, same old tactics you've heard 10 times over. We're not talking about post-it notes here or, or brown paper. We've heard a lot of brown paper sessions. You know, this is different. There's no war room. It's tactics, right? These are real things that musicians and artists are using to generate ideas and brainstorming sessions. Yes, you could take a, start using it tomorrow if you want to. Yeah, that's the idea. We've made it a micro thing where you can walk away with three activities, not all 20-some things to do because they're not all appropriate to do every time. Well, what I like about it is having done over a thousand brainstorming sessions is that everybody's been in a bad brainstorming session. Oh, yeah. And you wish that the person running it knew what they were doing because you're wasting their time, you're wasting business and stuff like that. So what I found fascinating is what we did here is instead of looking at the business community, we went out and we looked at the people who get paid to perform. We looked at entertainers, whether it's a songwriter, an actor, um, producers, directors, and how did they do it? There's something about if you're in a work, a, a corporate environment, you can all sit in a room and you're all still getting paid to sit in that room. Right. If you're a musician or an artist, you got your back against the wall. You've got to create a hit every time you meet up. Or right? You're expected to perform great things. So who better to learn from and apply tactics from than the people who, are, who have that pressure on them? So for those listening, really the art of jamming is based on um, things we've identified. We did a massive search of the creative process for actors, for songwriters, like I said prior, to find out the cool stories and methods. So it's not just about a story, it's the methods they applied to really break through and give a great performance or develop a hit song. So we're going to talk a little bit about this in our podcast today, but the other thing I want to touch on before we get into that is you have to have rules. And having brainstormed and facilitated as much as I have, developed six rules to brainstorm. I'm not going to go through all of them, but I'm here to tell you something very interesting. Fundamentally, you have the old adage of, um, you know, anybody can come up with a good idea. Well, I'm here to tell you that's not true. You need to have rules. You need to have approaches. You need to have the right people in the room to really come up with those ideas on a regular basis. Look, anybody can come up with an idea. I'm not going to dispute that, right? Mm -hmm. But if you have to come up with an idea that breaks through a marketing And you only have two hours? You only have two hours? No offense, love my wife. You're not going to put her in the room. <laughs> but you really need to look at that. So like I said, we have these six rules that we use. And two of them I want to bring up that are really interesting. I'm not going to go through all six. There's one is you need a sandbox. Most important. Most important because without the sandbox, there's no such thing as a bad idea. And you end up with what I call free range chicken ideation. People are just coming up with everything, you're just putting it up there, and you get done and you get crap. Sandboxes put a, they frame the conversation, they frame the brainstorming so you go deeper as opposed to wider. And you keep it positive, you keep it constructive, and you go deeper. The other rule a lot of people break is size. 
The perfect size for brainstorming session is six to 10 people. Why six and why 10? Well, if you go less than six, you don't get a lot of variety of thought. You tend to get more group thinkers, several people thinking they got a great idea, and when they go out there, they don't, they don't really have it. When you go over 10, you get people shutting down because of group dynamics. And you, get the, you create more dead chairs without having to already fight them to begin with. Why don't you talk about dead chairs a little bit, uh, because dead, that's a dead, great concept. Dead chair, if, if you've ever been in a brainstorm, and you might be the person who doesn't feel like you have a place to step up and talk, or you might be the person who's hosting saying, why aren't they all talking? <laughs> why aren't they contributing? That's a dead chair. You gotta find ways to bring those people to life, because there isn't a perfect world where every brainstorm you're gonna have people who are all naturally good brainstormers. Right. We have to improve the situation, the environment, to make it more conducive to, in my case, I throw out 10 bad ideas, so you'll latch on to one good. Give me 66% credit, and then we're off we're all 69.3%. <laughs> but there's no dead chair there. No dead chair. That's where people, and that's a great point because there's nothing worse than having dead chairs in there because let's say you have eight people, you got the size right, you got the sandbox right, but three people do all the talking. Yep. Some of that, we're gonna go through some methods that we have to actually bring more of an introvert into the discussion. So we'll talk about that a little bit. But you know what? Enough of the rules. Let's talk let's, about what's in the playbook. Let's get into some of these Why don't things. you talk about just what types of brainstorming methods that we are in here before we go through them? Sure. So you've got different stages to a brainstorm. And anybody we work with closely, they, we don't come into, if you're attending it, you might seem like we're just showing up and going at it. But really, we spent two weeks working with whoever is running it on the client side or hosting to make sure that we're all coming out of this. We've got a a North Star, your favorite term, yeah. to work towards. Um, so we'll, we'll pick different tactics, whether it's a get ready, how do you prepare everybody to, to brainstorm? How do you elevate them? Uh, should we be changing the environment we're gonna be in, right? Do we have to bring in a third person? There's all these little things we have to work out ahead of time, so we know we're not gonna suggest going through 20 or some exercises. We're gonna use three or four. Right. So let's go through uh, a few examples. Let's go through some. And again, there's, a, there's 22 methods in the playbook. Um, all very nicely done. The design staff at Rebuild did an exceptional job with it. Yeah, these. the art is really fantastic. You it's can poster see it ready. It's, you can see yeah. it on the website. We've got it you know, posted at the office, and, and surely if we are presenting the workshop uh, with you, you will be receiving a deck of cards yourself along with attendees. So. Yeah. So let's talk about the first one. This is more of a prepare one or get ready. It's the Dustin Hoffman. And Dustin Hoffman, like many actors, uses method acting. And there's just story after story out there of how extreme he goes. For example, when he was a marathon man, his character in a scene was up for 72 hours. So what did he do? He stayed, stayed up, up for 72, 72 hours. And so what we did is a little different. It's, it's more, more method, method advertising, it's like we like to call it. And what we did with this, which is really interesting, is we pulled people in. So we were brainstorming on a new vehicle launch and it was to target millennials at the time. So what we did, remember this, Steve? We had everybody who can pass for a millennial, which was everybody but me, Perfect. go and visit three dealerships. One was um, the actual OEM, and then two other ones prior to, 24 hours prior to the brainstorming. I will tell you, the intimate results we got of their experience just fostered great ideas because they walked in the shoes of the target prior 
to coming into brainstorm. And it's not just winging it, right? We're no. sending them out to go do this exercise with a written set of instructions to, to follow and do and document. Right, so they're, they're really understanding, they're following the path, and where possible, we try to match up people in their own lifestyle so they don't have to act too far out of character, so they're not staying up 72 hours like Dustin Hoffman. And if you ever, if you ever had to host a workshop and your frustration is people are showing up not unprepared, yeah. This is one way to fight that directly. And by the way, often I hear this from clients, we don't have enough time to prepare people. This was 24 hours prior to brainstorming. <laughs> That's all you need. This was not <laughs> like we hours. did a five-week strategy and then a three-day immersion, 24 hours. And I'll tell you, immersing people is far better than actually talking at them. So with that said, let's go. Next one. What, what's yours? The next one, the David Bowie. It's your favorite one. It is, it is hands down my favorite one, uh, not just because of the Bowie connection. But this is, if, if he hit writer's block, what he would do is sit down and take a subject he was uh, trying to create music for and just write out a paragraph or even a couple. And then he'd go back, cut up the words and individual words and try and restructure the paragraph using, well, what he had just written. So this is a tactic we'll take put the piece of paper out, have people write about a subject, we'll stop them mid-brainstorm. If we sense the room is kind of dying off or if you have multiple tables, it just isn't happening at the same pace it was earlier, stop everybody, have them just empty their heads about a paragraph about the topic or theme, cut it up and start shuffling and then share. And you get yeah. new ideas coming out. Love the David Bowie. It's very good actually for creative writing and stuff like that. Um, but it also, as you just said, works well in brainstorming sessions. Let's go to the next one, which, um, one of my favorite ones is The Simpsons. Uh, big Simpsons fan from when it launched in the late 80s. Um, there was an interview with Matt Groening, the um, guy who actually came up with The Simpsons, about the mid-90s, and he said, the interviewer asked him, well, how do you come up with so many original jokes? He goes, well, what we do first is we write down all the obvious jokes, then we throw them out. Then we actually come up with the jokes for the show. In our last session, this actually, the group started doing it on their own. It was a session with about 12, well, it was 10 or 12 tables. And one of the groups just started writing all the ideas that were expected, put them on one poster, piece of poster board, and moved over to the second one and said, we're not allowed to touch it. And they didn't even know they were doing it. Well, I, I don't, what I love it, <laughs> I heard it's like- one story and they started doing it on their own. If I had to rename this one, I would call it creative paralysis. What we, what we, how we like to use this is that if you want to be breakthrough in marketing, you can't do what everybody else is doing. So what we do is put up all the obvious stuff that every competitor is doing. Now brainstorming, you cannot use, you cannot use those words. This is the only time we don't encourage and or or. <laughs> so well, it's, but it, it becomes the sandbox, so I think it's very yeah. important that becomes the sandbox you use. Only so wide, go as deep as you want. Yeah. Next one, the oh, Bruno Mars. Yes. Uh, it's much debated on here, but uh, the tactic and the reason why it exists is because Bruno Mars is known for something that you may be aware of or may not be, it's called syncopation. And the idea is that when he writes, he leaves purposeful gaps in the song. And if you ever tried to go dance at a jazz uh, festival, well, for me especially, yeah. I'm not that great of a dancer, but it's hard to get in, in sync and figure out where your body should fit in. Or maybe a rock concert, right? This a rock concert, you're here. Right here. You're here. That's it. You're just doing here. Just keep it right here. You're doing there. Uh, but when you, when you go see Bruno Mars, I guarantee you, you're, you're feeling the need to fill in the gaps and it's purposeful by him. He's designing it to make you dance. So in this exercise, we'll stop again, everyone mid-brainstorm, mid might be 10 minutes in, 20 minutes in, depending how long it is. And we'll say, everybody's gonna get an index card, we put it in front of them, 
and you're going to fill the gap. You can't write about what's being talked about so far. You got to introduce a new idea. This is a great one to get that dead chair activated. Yeah, very much. Right? And, and then everyone has to share. You get, you get your 30 seconds to talk about what your topic is to fill the gap and get everyone one step closer to what you're trying to work towards. And I love this one because you launch into new areas. Yep. And by the way, it's the perfect thing, to, as you said, to pull introverts in. Yeah, it's where you get that person who doesn't think they have got an idea worth sharing. You got to put them on the spot and make it Right. Better. But it's only for 10 seconds. <laughs> so it's not only for, well, 10 seconds. But again, it warms up, up. And usually what you see after that, they feel more comfortable in participating. So another one, um, the next one is the Lady Gaga. Um, this is interesting because Lady Gaga is known for pop-up brainstorming. Even after she has a concert, she'll show up at the Rainbow Room or something like that and just get on stage and do it. We found this really interesting because often, we're, we're in a marketing agency, we have wonderful space and everything else, but you get used to the space, you get into your comfort zone. And the, one of the things with these methods is to get you out of your comfort zone. So the Lady Gaga is about brainstorming somewhere else that's inspiring. Um, how we have done this in the past is one of our clients, Michigan Science Center, we actually went and brainstormed at the Science Center, watching people, but then coming up with ideas at the same time. It was phenomenal. Yeah, you're watching people live out the experience you're trying to fix. Right. <laughs> and as they run into a brick wall, and watching brick wall, their enthusiasm, wall. their frustrations, yeah. and everything else. I'll tell you. This really works well, especially if you're designing an experience. Just capturing do, the video with video and pictures oh, and yeah. documenting things. Yeah. And then just, but the stimulus, the real world stimulus is awesome. Now the one, the pink. The pink. Also a favorite of ours, uh, obviously. That's why it's in the collection. Uh, this is the guest artist. So pink, known for selecting famous artists that she would bring in, like Kenny Chesney, and, and do duos with right. uh, to create. It, it, the key is it's from a different genre. Right? She doesn't want to just be one genre. To make her, to evolve her genre, she brings in someone with a different expertise, a different passion, and has at it with, in a studio environment. So what do we, how do we use this? Bring in a third party. Bring in someone who's a great facilitator or at least a great brainstormer to come in. They understand what we're trying to solve for and elevates that corner of the room with some different perspective, right? We're trying to gain perspective with this guy. We gain perspective. And the other thing is, as you said, these people, we just don't find a random person on the street. Although we should try that someday, that would be interesting. Yeah. We're looking for people who are thinking different. What I love about this is when we've done it is it takes, it, it, it sort of works against the group think that you may run into with a specific company. Yeah. By bringing somebody from, from the outside, they're not tethered to the group think, the politics, or the way the company always thought. So that's refreshing and it gets people to think differently. Yeah, we're not talking about consult a consultant from the industry. It's just yeah. it's somebody with an outside perspective that can make you go, hey, have you thought about being relevant to the culture in this way? <laughs> like, well, you have Little to. subtleties, right? And usually these people think very different and that's why we pull them in. Yep. Um, one last one we want to cover is called the CBGB. I love CBGB. There's a great movie out there. Also my favorite art, I think. Oh yeah. For some these? reason, I just, yeah. the Nick Cage in well, this one. Well, this one I like too because on this is like really the walls where they had all the posters. They did a nice rendering of it. So CBGB launched a lot. Of, it launched the whole punk movement. All the artists and everything else. I mean, in there you had Blondie, you had Talking Heads, Iggy Pop was there. It's phenomenal. What he did was he actually launched a place for somebody else to take the stage. And throughout the night, a lot of people took the stage, which I love about that. By the way, do you know what CBGB stands for? Why don't you tell everybody? 
Why don't you tell everybody? Uh, Country Bluegrass Bar, which is interesting because he was he thought New York was missing a bluegrass bar. In, in, in reality, he launched a whole movement. Yeah. How do we use this? Well, this is really interesting because we've done work with Pure Michigan in the past, and what we did is went around the state and hold, held brainstorming where we took marketers from around the state, sometimes 30, 40 of them, and we had simultaneous brainstorming going on, like uh, five to six groups. So we let the people who work in the individual cities take the stage to come up with the ideas to launch Pure Michigan to another level, which is really interesting as opposed to having an agency try to staff it all themselves. And very relevant for today's world because you do see how many offices have a WeWork space? How many offices have a, a pop-up campus? How right. Many, you know, they're, they're putting people in urban environments on purpose, right, to design differently or, you know, get perspective. So this tactic works really well to, to leverage that. It does. And I, it's one of my favorite. It's more of an extreme thing you do. You don't do it for every client. But when you have the opportunity, it works wonderfully. But that's really a recap a, of some of the 22 different methods. Yeah. yeah. There's more to it. Um, let's spend a little bit of time talking about, well, how, does an, how could an engagement look like? Really, it's two different things. The first one is jamming over coffee, which we like. And what we do is we come in and we sort of walk you through the rules, the playbook. And then we have, we'd like you to come up with something simple to solve. So the attendees then break out into individual groups and they start using several of the playbook methods to get used to using it. Then we wrap up, people share out, and then you have the cards to take with you, and it's something you can then take and use as a part of how you run your business. If you want an example of that, you know, there's a networking group we worked with who they said, we want, in our session, we have you know, 30, 40, 50 people come, and they're all members of our association. Sometimes they bring some friends with them who are, are trying to say, hey, this is valuable. Well, they were sensing that they wanted to do something different with their own association, so they figured, why not? Go to the people who are members and ask right. them. Right, so we did a 30 minute, 45 minute brainstorm with them after going through the playbook and used three tactics and walked away with these small groups of tabled, uh, people tabled who are all putting very good ideas on paper on what they can do as an organization to bring in new people. And again, I think you said this to kick this off. You don't have to do all 22 methods. In fact, you'll never use all 22 methods in the course of a brainstorming. But you pick and choose the ones that you use, which gets us to the next level, which is the jamming workshop. In the workshops intended to solve a specific problem, we're talking with companies now. Now the problem could be an internal business problem. It could be a marketing problem. We're talking to a automotive design group right now on how to ramp up their brainstorming to another level. And the way this works is we sort of meet with them up front to find the standbox. We help them prep for it because we want to make sure it's successful. We will run the sessions then. Sometimes it's just one, two-hour sessions. Sometimes it'll be over two to three days, depending on how much we're trying to solve and how many groups are involved. Yeah, another example is there's a, a group trying to fill conference slots, right? They yeah. want to know, hey, could you come in and do two hours on this? Yeah, there's an option for that. Or there is a half-day session, right? You could right. actually use these things to brainstorm a larger uh, problem or direction you're trying to change within the company. Yeah, so to me, there's two different options here if you're interested. It's um, either jamming over coffee or the jamming workshop. If you want to learn more, go to rebuild.group. And also find out things we're going to be at in the next couple of months, and you can attend and check it out yourself. We've got a bit of a road show going, don't we? <laughs> we do. <laughs> yes. Um, actually, we're happy it's in high demand. So if you are interested, let us know. And uh, we'll, keep up, we'll keep updating 
on things that are changing with it because this is uh, continuing to evolve. It has, surprisingly so. <laughs> Actually, in the last couple of days. That's all for now. And uh, like Eric said, if you got questions, just give us a shout. Yep. Yeah. Later. See you.